Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Box Office Bingers. Ernesto, we are at episode 91. Can you do you believe that? 91 episodes and some change in the middle there. Yeah. Like from, from some of the bonus listening. ones we've done. I know, thank you. Thank you for that. I know, right? Thank, thank you for, you for the ones week. who hit. Yeah, thank you. We, appre- we appreciate that. Yeah, the ones that hit download every week. You do. At least, otherwise, we're just talking to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we thought was going to happen for the most part, anyway. That's so true. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Ernesto, we have a very uh, special episode this week. A very special episode. We are reviewing Gunpowder Milkshake, directed and written by... I'm pretty sure I'm going to mess his name up. I want to hear hear this. Why you want want to hear me mess it up? (laughs) Fine. It's not Navat Papushato. I'm pretty sure I messed that up. Either way. But but we are reviewing this with the one, the only Hadass Brown, who's joining us again. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Hi guys, thank you for having me back on. So happy to be here. Oh, same. Uh, We're excited to have you. Yes, Hadass, I am so excited of how much you enjoy this podcast because <laughs> oh, it's delightful. I, I, feel, I I I love the energy that you that you, that you bring on social media of so much love for for doing this and I loved how you want to come back. Um so thank you for all of the uh I appreciate all of the you know the energy that you're putting into this. I of love course, it. Of course, of course. Um but yeah, so it's been uh almost, almost a, year a year since you've been on. Yeah. Which is crazy yeah. to think about that it's been almost a year. And and within that year, a lot has changed with you specifically. Uh, but we want yeah. to dive into that a little bit later. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know that it's, it's I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media and a lot is going on. So I hope you're enjoying all the, this new phase in your life. life. We, we can't wait yeah. to hear it's all It's a very about new it. chapter. Yeah, it's, it's yes. been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to dive into that a little bit later into the show, but, and uh, and before we do our spoiler review of the week, as always, we're going to start the show with a fun segment we like to call What You're Watching. So Hadas, since you are our guest, what have you been watching? Okay, so my favorite thing that I watched over the past couple weeks was White Lotus. I don't Ooh. know if you guys watched it yet. It's I've watched so the first good. episode. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, it's, are, totally it agree. only Ernest, gets better. How, how far are you, Hadas? Oh, I finished it. I finished yeah. it in oh, probably okay. two days, and then I made my fiance watch it, so I had an excuse to watch it again. <laughs> and we watched it in two days that time too. <laughs> so, Ernesto, I was hoping you were gonna finish it because I, as well, I actually I finished it in a day. It was in one sitting. I watched all six episodes. So let me so tell you good. what happened. I okay, started it, and I was like, "Damn, this show's really good." This seems like a show that I would enjoy with my wife. So I watched it with her, and she's interested. So now I'm on 
her schedule <laughs> when uh. we can watch it. <laughs> so I actually have watched the first episode twice. That's how that's how dedicated I was. But, uh, <laughs> so I'm on I'm I'm currently on hold, but I am really interested to see how this story pans out. But you got uh, whatever you want to talk about it. I'm totally okay with. I don't want to ruin well, a second of it for you because ooh, it's so. Good. I, <laughs> I, I am curious of your thoughts on me, like a, a non-spoiler, like what were your like overall thoughts? Because I feel like this is a show that a lot of people are talking about. My overall thoughts. Um, like, did you like it? Did you not like it? I, I was really it like... liked it. I thought it was okay. so well cast. Um, they, I, I don't want to say that I predicted how it was going to turn out, but I, I had mm. some, I, I had some hunches that did pan out. Um, okay. but it was, I thought it was so well written and it was, you know, it, it kind of poked fun at everybody, but mostly just crummy rich people. <laughs> it, it was, did. it was just so much fun. It was a really fun show. Yeah. They, then they kind of showcase, it was like hidden within the dialogue. Not really, I wouldn't say hidden, but it was definitely like very much apparent in the dialogue of what the message they were trying to come across hidden within like this luxury uh hotel slash vacation that all these people are are be- are supposed to be on and it kind of flowed quite nicely between each episode i mean i i literally i the whole thing is a blur to me because i sat down and watched it in one sitting right. so like i'm oh, not sure exactly when things happened um but i do know that this is was supposed to be a mini series and i think it got picked up for season two already yes and um I heard that they're going to completely, like, kind of start from the ground up again. Like, it's going to be a different mm-hmm. cast, kind of similar concept, but, uh, you know, a different storyline. And I, I can't wait to yeah. see what they do with it. I, I'm assuming that the only common denominator is the hotel itself, the White Lotus. Mm. And I think other than that, like, like it's kind of like a... Um, well, actually, I can't really think of anything right now. <laughs> that's kind of like but it really, it's it, such like, a unique show yeah it is it's it is a unique show and uh i i i, I do agree with you adas i don't want to give too much away because i feel like part of the show is living in a little bit of mystery because it, it kind of does have a little bit of mystery throughout the series right absolutely they they keep you on the edge of your seat but don't uh you know they're not too forceful with it i appreciate that no, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like a very gentle, like, little, like, we're going to give you a little bit of information, and then we're just gonna like, okay, that's enough for now. Right. Now you can focus on somebody else. And um, the uh, I will say that the only thing I did not like was the um, the the single rich lady's story line. Like, every Jennifer time that, that was... Yes, yes. Oh! Like, every time... <laughs> Every time she was on the screen, I'm like, we can move on to the other two storylines. They're a little bit more interesting. I like her. She does. I love her. I think she's yeah. so, Stifler's mom. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is Stifler's I don't know, mom. She's yes. hilarious. I don't know. I think she's so fun. She's like awkwardly funny. I think that's what yeah, I love about her. Yeah, she's a treasure. Yes, it definitely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I feel like it's still the same. It's still like the awkward funny that definitely comes across throughout the season. But I, in my opinion, her arc and that particular story and what they were doing with it didn't hit wasn't as strong as the other two that they were kind of presenting through it but overall i i also thoroughly enjoyed it it was very different it was different from uh from other shows that i've seen recently definitely Mm -hmm. uh what else you got going on uh okay i watched hacks 
Uh, but that was oh, probably oh. like a month or so ago at this point. But that was also very good. I'm big right now on the the female led comedies when I can find them. I'm just like, yes, give me all of them, especially <laughs> since so many of them were canceled during COVID. Um, and then what else have I been watching? Oh, I recently watched The Glow Up, which is, uh, do you guys watch British Bake Off? I didn't. I I've that. heard of it. Okay, yeah, okay. I was going things. to say, it's essentially, it, you know, because British reality TV is very different than ours. Like, it's all so yes. kind of like, they're all so kind to each other and easily, you know, it's very like easy to digest. Like, it doesn't feel so like high stakes and high strung like our competition shows do here, <laughs> yes. you know, like everyone trying to sabotage each other. Uh, so it's sort of like, uh, you know, it's like if they took the British Bake Off and, you know, made it about makeup. Like it's a makeup competition, uh, oh, but it's really fun. They're doing, you know, they do like art. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. And that's another one I got through like way too quickly. <laughs> but that's like multiple seasons though, right? Like, yeah, uh, they've yeah. got, I think like it was three seasons that they've got so far. Okay. And, and you've burned through all of them. Oh yeah. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think when, when we had Becker on Ernesto, I think she talked very positively about this show, if I'm not mistaken. About the British that. Bake Off? She talked about yeah. the Bri- not, oh, I don't British know, Bake Off has a lot of seasons. Yeah. yeah. That, that oh, was the... one of our uh, our early binges of COVID. <laughs> but uh, but the glow up, I just watched like a couple Correct. weeks ago. Oh, okay. I got it now. I, I was mixing the two. Yeah, she, when Becker was on, we a, re- previous, a friend of ours, she, when she was on, she was talking about the British Bake Off and how just how binge-worthy it is. And you're like the third person who has, like, when they talk about reality TV, especially that there's such a difference between mm-hmm. American and British reality TV. I'm kind of curious, Matt. May, we may have to pick one up, a British one, here up here in the future. That's not a bad idea. I mean, I mean not not necessarily a foreign film because we <laughs> it's English, so does that really count? I mean, yeah. It's not made. It's made in Europe. I mean, we don't live in Europe, I, so technically it's foreign. true. <laughs> I, I, it's foreign to I mean, us. It's foreign to me. Like, <laughs> I guess that kind well, of especially works. if it's stylistically so different. Like there, there's something to true. look at there. You know, I don't know. Very true. I mean, you make a good point. Um, but also, I actually want to go back to Hacks because Ernesto and I have oh, actually both, both, we both seen, finished Hacks. Yeah, we both okay. finished it, and and also we um we actually watched it because it was nominated at the at the Emmys this at this year's mm-hmm. Emmys. So I'm curious to hear like your your thoughts on the whole series. You know, I I liked it. It was it was fun. I love Caitlin Olsen, so anything she's in, I you know I will watch right off the bat, pretty much. Um, and Jean Smart was phenomenal, and that mm-hmm. uh, newcomer whose name I can't think of, uh, who was the lead, was fantastic. Hannah um, M. Binder. Right. I I didn't necessarily think that the storyline did anything particularly innovative or exciting, but I I liked how kind of unapologetic it was with its humor. Um, and it was, you know, it was fun. Like, I, I wouldn't be mad if they do a season two. And I would watch it. Do you yeah, think it has I a think... chance to win the Emmy? I, I don't think so. Just because it's yeah. up against so many amazing things. Like, I I personally could not get through Mayor of Easttown just because I was like, the world <laughs> is in such a bad place right now that I don't need this negativity in my TV watching. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, like, I've been sticking to the feel-good stuff wherever I can. Just because... I... We all need like that positivity right now. I kind now. of have to agree with you, Hadass, mm-hmm. like big time. Like I've noticed that it's funny that you say that because I've noticed that recently I've also been gravitating towards more like feel good, happy content. Like 
not as right. dark. Right, and like, I, you know, I, I got through, because uh, my fiancé watched it all, and he loved it, and he was, I think he was just happy to have a show that he could watch without me, so it worked out well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we watched the first episode, and I was like, this is really sad, and I can tell it's only going to get sadder from here. <laughs> yeah, it, it does uh, but, seem pretty dark. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that Hacks is up against too much. Uh, but, I, but I still thought it was great. It was enjoyable. Yeah, I think, Ernesto, I, I think we were on the same page with, with Adas. It was, like, it was good, but nothing, like, revolutionary, or it was just enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. It was good. There, there are some really good. There's some good moments in there, but like it was overall good, but nothing like really like wowed me. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think Gene Smart was probably the best thing on that show. I mean, it, it was it's her show, um, yes. and I think she did a really good job playing it. But I think, um, I, I think one of the things that it's up against is Ted Lasso. Have you seen Ted Lasso? Oh, uh, okay. No, I haven't. But it's like top of the <sighs> list. We just need to bite the bullet and get Apple TV. <laughs> Oh no! Okay. Well, when you do hit Ooh. that one, hit the morning right. show. I, I know that you haven't watched the morning show. I, I like... haven't watched the morning show, but that was very intentional. I was like, I feel like this is going to be too close to life for me, uh, and uh, I, yeah, you know, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but I might be removed from it enough now that I would enjoy it. So, so okay. we'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, I just Ernest, I just finished watching the latest episode of Ted Lasso. It is still good it's yeah. so good I, I i know that you are waiting, waiting until the season's over but i'm just letting you know each week that it, it hasn't lost its steam i'm not it's, i'm not doing it's... this weekly watch nonsense just wait till the season <laughs> drops <laughs> and i'm just gonna knock it all out at once <laughs> if you can't well, binge it why even watch it there's yeah. so much other stuff that i could just binge and then by the time that's done it'll be ready for me you know i'm always with you on that but sometimes i'm like you know what i just I just want to watch it right now. Like I can't, I, I can't wait there, anymore. There are certain, sh- there are certain shows that we do, that I do enjoy week to week. Like uh, we did Watchmen week to week when that was out on mm. HBO. What was the other one? Um, Lovecraft Country. Like I yeah, think I, I binge. I think I caught up when they were on episode four, but after that, I had to wait week to week for it to be done. Yeah, I, I think that it. I mean, talk about a feel good show, Hadas Ted Lasso, and I feel like I talk right. about it all the time. But but so so rightfully so, it's such a good show, and like you don't need to know anything about the game of soccer or mm-hmm. in this case football to like to appreciate the show because it's not about the sport; it's about the people within in the team, and that's where it gets all its heart from. And like even this past episode, I was like, I'm laughing, I'm. I'm like, I wouldn't say tearing up, but like there are sad moments, but it's like happy, sad. Right. And like you like just the want wholesome, nothing. like springs tears yes. from your eyes yeah. because it's so wholesome. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's definitely and up so your like, <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I, like whenever you decide to uh, take the plunge, definitely that should be the first show you should watch. And I believe right. that, that that should be, if, if not anything, probably the winner of the, um, at, at this year's Emmy, like it has been with all the other awards um, because right, because it definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, anything else you have going on? I think that's it. Honestly, I've been uh, rewatching a lot as just kind of like background noise because most of my work has mm-hmm. me at home these days. Um, sure. So there hasn't been a whole lot of new content other than that. What's the uh, what's the background noise? Okay, well, it depends on the day. Uh, for the past <laughs> <laughs> for the past week or so, I've had Sex in the City on, which is so oh. fun to watch in 2021 because so much of it really does not hold up. 
Uh, so, and that's always just, it's so interesting to see when there are these shows that you watched as a teenager and you were like, yeah, and then you watch and you're like, oh, this is so problematic. And uh, so I'm trying to think of what else I had on. Uh, a lot of How I Met Your Mother, because that's always just like the wholesome rewatch. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much been my background noise. It, it, it's funny that you, you say, like, it doesn't hold up. I was actually having a conversation with uh, a producer, Bilal, this morning uh, uh, yeah. about, the about like, things that don't hold up much anymore. And mm-hmm. I was um, – I, I think he was talking about the, um, like, the Hangover trilogy. Oh, like, yeah. I think he said he might have watched oh. one of them. And he was like, yeah, that's that's not okay in 2021. That that's right. not a movie that would fly anymore. And and I was making the argument that like I recently like we recently uh not well a couple months ago we uh we lost internet in my house. So we were like we we were just subjected subjected to all the DVDs that I had and like to, to That's why you got to keep them. Yeah, exactly. You just never know when that <laughs> internet's going to go out. You never know. <laughs> The Wi-Fi is gone. Like, what am I going to do? Like, well, I have, like, a mountain of Blu-rays I can choose from now. Right. And we decided to watch Ted uh, from Seth MacFarlane. And, oh. and and that did not hold up as well as I remembered <laughs> back in 2012. There were a lot in there. I was like, oh, oh, no, no. You can't. That's not okay anymore. You can't. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> that's not. That's, that's not crazy. good. Like it's funny because like it, it it turns from laughing to cringing, and then you're right. like, oh, I really, I really don't want to watch this anymore. Like I'm, I think I'm good right now. So and that, then you're that's like, I'm not surprised that you laughed at it. You're like, did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there are all of these moments now rewatching things where it's just like, how did did that pass as funny? You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 like just cruel. That like, did the world change, or did I change, or both, or was it never, never funny at all? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's 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 just a weird thing how how time kind of you know as time goes on, certain things that live up and certain things that that don't anymore. I'm sure there are some old shows that are that still hold up today, whereas some just you know just doesn't do like it. Definitely a it's a it's a movie of its time. Uh, as opposed to uh, others that can be timeless. Yeah, um, certainly. There have been mm-hmm. some movies that I've been afraid to revisit for that mm-hmm. reason. I'm like, I'm just going to let it live in my brain as teenage me <laughs> thought it was and, you know, <laughs> let it be that because I'm sure it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to let that live right there. We're never going to talk about it again. Right, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's always a happy memory for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, is that all you got then? Yeah, I think so. All right, Ernesto, what do you got? So I don't have much. Me, uh, me and the wife, we're powering through uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So we're on season Aww. five. Um, I just, I, mean, I love this show. It's just, it's so funny. It's perfect for what we were looking for a good sitcom, like twenty minutes, just something to watch before bed, and it fits the bill. It's perfect. So I'm, I know that the show's getting ready to end here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited to just power through and just being able to complete the series. Um, we also watched Galaxy Quest, which is like a family favorite of ours. That's Tim Allen, Galaxy Alan oh. Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman. Um, yeah, man, it was a great, great, it kind of like a rip on like Star Trek and cons, you know, before they became such a big thing. And um, it's a really it's a really funny action adventure. There's um, a lot of good moments in it. And actually, I didn't notice that Dwight from The Office plays a cameo in there. I'm watching. I'm like, oh, my God, that's 
Dwight dressed up as like a pale like alien guy. <laughs> it, was it was really strange. Like especially before I you know, I've many times I've watched this movie like a hundred times and I never noticed. And I was like, now I can't like unsee it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and still I'm personally just powering through the um the Orville. Seth MacFarlane. Oh yes, that's Hulu. right. Man, it's it's really good. <laughs> right? I, I really told enjoy you it was the good. writing and it's very and it's not like wholesome, but like the fam the, the comedy is not like, you know, not like Ted comedy, obviously. Not no, like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no. Like a total opposite. Uh really enjoyable this last episode. I'm still in the first season, but this last episode just had um Charlize Theron guest start on it. So it seems like every uh, episode there's yeah. a, there's a guest there seems to be like a reoccurring guest star and you know, each episode is its own self-contained episode. Like it, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no, at least as of yet, there's no big overarching story. Um, I, I'm really enjoying it, but that, other than that, that's all I got. Yeah, I, I think, and and throughout the later seasons, I think there's two seasons right now. It kind of get you kind of get the same feel. But I remember watching it uh, as I, it was like a weekly watch for me, and I remember thinking that like this is like old school television. Yes. Like, like they don't they don't make shows like this anymore and like it's just like the way that it even fades out into like silence and not like this um like we gotta hook you up to for a commercial break or anything it's very calming and uh i just remember like i wow this is very different and it's not different it's just like that's how they used to make tv they just stopped doing it that way but it still works but it still works exactly but yeah, totally enjoyable. I highly recommend. I actually just found. I heard um, they just wrapped on season three, the one that's oh nice, the Hulu exclusive one. You know, because mm-hmm. now that you know they were on Fox, they got dropped from Fox, and then Hulu picked up picked them up for the third season. Then it got delayed because of COVID. Well, they just wrapped season three, so obviously, hopefully, you know, sometime in the near future, I'll be ready for. I should be ready for season three when it drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, probably most likely some point in 2022, but yeah. I can't wait for that show to re- restart because it's been like a – that's like a, a night nice, – like, honestly, it just – it feels more like Star Trek than than current Star Trek. Like, it's like an homage to old school Star Trek. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you're you're enjoying it because I definitely did. Um, but, yeah, I also haven't been watching much. Um I watched uh, Central. I finished the like I guess the first half of Central Park, the uh, the comedy Apple musical TV. animated Apple TV. Yeah, um, with uh, Josh Gad and and um, Leslie Odom Jr. Um, Hadass, have you ever heard of Central Park before? I've heard good things. Uh, friends keep telling me I need to watch that too. Yeah, if you're a fan of musicals, oh, then yeah. I would recommend it. And so, like, as Ernesto would know, and, and another uh, guest of the podcast, uh, Estevan, um, that I'm not a big fan of adult cartoons. I'm, that's not my you – know, I don't gravitate toward that. Um, but this one's a little bit different as because uh, it is from the creators of Bob Burgers, but I feel like there's, like, it's more of a family story angle to it. And there's, like, about three musicals and every, three songs in every episode. Okay. And so it is played as some sort of a musical with this family around Central Park. And it actually tells some pretty decent stories every once in a while. And it's not like over-the-top craziness. And it's also generally funny as well. It's from, like, Josh Gad is one of the creators of the show. Um, so he, so, Yes, yeah. he's fantastic. <laughs> he plays the um, the man. He, play, he He's our narrator as well as a violinist as well as a 
stalker slash not stalker of the Central Park. Oh, which cool. he <laughs> which he also may or may not be living in Central Park. We don't know. He may also be homeless, but none of these questions are answered, but he's our narrator, so that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. So you don't like like the adulty kind of cartoons? Like you weren't into like Bojack Horseman no. or uh, Big Mouth. No, Ernesto yeah. loves Big Mouth. I, oh. uh, I, I'm a couple seasons behind on Big Mouth. I did like it, though. I liked it. I, I didn't really care. I, I, I liked it. I didn't really necessarily care. For the, I didn't, this, the last season wasn't as strong as the previous seasons, but yeah. it was still okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, the, exactly. Those type of shows, that's not for me. I, can ne- I, I never really got into it. I know Ernesto's telling me for two shows I need to, need to watch is Bob's Burgers and Rick and Morty. Yeah. are the two that I've been recommended okay. the most that I think I would enjoy um, as far as adult cartoons are concerned. But other than that, yeah, I haven't really gravitated toward those. Um, and then also keeping with the animated uh, theme, I also binge the entirety of uh, The Bad Batch. Uh, are you a mm. Star Wars fan, Hadass? Not really, I'll be honest. <laughs> I watched them once, and once was enough. <laughs> but by watch them, like, do you mean like you've watched like the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and the newer so, films? So, um, the I think the last one that I saw um, was whatever one was after Rogue One. So the one that came immediately after that, or like I, not immediately, but the one that came after that, I, I saw it in theaters. Okay, and then I, I haven't watched any Jedi. new Star Wars things. Yeah, I think that's it. I, maybe. Okay. I don't know. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, so. like, I have no idea. <laughs> stop, stop asking me about Star Wars. I don't know nothing. <laughs> well, uh, um, I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. And I've also uh, watched all, all of all seasons of The Clone Wars, which was their first animated show. And so at the last season, they introduced these group of characters called the Bad Batch, which are like these Bad Batch of clones that don't really conform to the other clones. And for some reason, they decided to make a whole new show out of it once they ended the Clone Wars, which I thought it was weird because you, they only introduced these characters in the last season. So why would you start a whole brand new show off of these people we just met instead of other characters we've known for entirety of the show. Yeah. Um, but, and it, and it takes place right, right on the heels of the ending of the, um, the third film. So, um, order when order 66 happens and all of the clones turn from helping the Republic to fighting for the empire. And, but these clones did not switch over. So now we're kind of following the aftermath of, uh, like all that happening. And it was actually, you know, for a show that I didn't really care to watch, it was actually really good, to my surprise. There were some episodes that were filler, uh, but other than that, it told like a really solid, strong story that I wasn't expecting coming out of this sh- uh, this show, especially um, animated. And um, and and I, I, but more importantly, in my head, like I feel like on a completely side note that when we are in an age of streaming, I don't understand the need of filler episodes anymore. Mm. Like there are some episodes yeah. that don't really pertain to the story much. And like, it's not like we have to fit a 24 season order or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know why we just don't just make stories that are un, like well enough for, um, like we we have the story, we're gonna make enough episodes to fill that story, and not episodes just to have an adventure and move on. So, add that that was just interesting, something that I pointed out, and I don't really see that when I was at least I was watching that uh, series. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I actually it was it was really good. Um, if anyone's a Star Wars fan and haven't watched it, 
uh, watch the Clone Wars. It's a commitment. It's like seven seasons. But when you get through that, all that, <laughs> th- then <laughs> uh, and unlike the Clone Wars, this one actually has a solid story. Like if you got to start from Episode One and move on, and not like bounce around like like Clone Wars, you can probably bounce around. Um, but yeah, I really did enjoy it. And then lastly, um, I I'm, I feel like I'm late to the game, but this show came out three years ago and um i had my grandfather in town so i need to entertain him so um <laughs> we we watched right as of right now the whole first season of nailed it on netflix oh i love nailed it you have yes. to like you definitely have to be in the right mood to watch it because yes she is so loud and excited She's about everything very, <laughs> but it, oh, that's it's actually, lovely that's actually one of the comments my grandfather made. He's like, "Wow, she is loud." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes." But but I think that's the point. <laughs> I think that's yeah. The, and and what I love the... about that show too, they have like all of my favorite people on as the the guest judges. Like they had, oh, really? you know, like when when they had uh, Paul Shear on as a contestant. Oh my god, mm-hmm. he was hysterical. And like you know, they had Andrea Savage on the new season, and it's yeah, they they bring in good people for that. Yeah, and it's such like a really like. It because you know that it's not gonna end up the way like as the picture's shown, and this show is basically just making fun of you for not knowing how to cook as well as professionals. Right. <laughs> it's almost okay to laugh at it because you know the end result is not gonna be anything close to what it is. Yeah, yeah, and they know what they're signing up for. Like they, Absolutely. what they give them like they give them like forty five minutes to do a ridiculously elaborate <laughs> design. Like, yes. Like oh, you think you can bake? And and it's funny because, like, at at the beginning of the episode, they're like, oh, all so happy. Like, I'm a baker. I love to bake. I bake for my family. I might not be good, but I'm getting there. And so, like, you think that there will at least be, like, like, there's some effort. I almost feel like the criteria is if you know how to work an oven, if you know the, the, the basics of making a cake, then you, you can be on this show and anything else goes after Right. That. <laughs> like, you're not going to burn the set down? Come on over. <laughs> Come on over, yeah. And I and I feel like I can never be part of that show because I think I would burn the set down. Like I, I'm not, <laughs> Honestly, I'm, same. <laughs> you know you don't know how to cook, man. <laughs> I don't know how to cook. If, if Megan wasn't cooking around this house, I would be eating out every day, and that's not healthy. So thankfully, she's here to, to keep me on check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so I'm, I'm new to the game on that and it's, it's, it's actually really funny. I, I think I actually happened upon one or two of the holiday episodes when, the, when they were out. But other than that, like I'm starting from the beginning, just kind of working my way through it, but it, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, that, that's pretty much all I've been watching. Uh, so with that, we're going to move over to our spoiler review of the week, which is gunpowder milkshake. I'm going to go ahead and try over here, Ernesto, with the director's name again. <laughs> um, directed by and written by Navat Papashadu. Shadu? Shadu. Pa- I don't know. You, you said pa- you're sounding pa- better. <laughs> pa- <laughs> I think I added some extra words in there, the letters that are not supposed to be there. Pa- Papushadu. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. But it was directed, written and directed by him. Uh, starring Karen Gillian, uh, Lena Head- Headley, Hedy, Hedy, uh, uh, Char, Chloe Coleman, Kara, Carla, Carla. You see, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm trying to to <laughs> pronounce it. I know Angela Bassett and I know Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> uh, yes, a well-rounded <laughs> cast. <laughs> 
You know what, Hadass, we're just going to go right to you. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Gunpowder Milkshake? Okay, I had a lot of thoughts, guys, and I watched All it right. twice to make oh, okay. sure that my feelings like still tracked during my second viewing. Uh, so I, I appreciate what they tried to do. <laughs> and I think I think the cast is amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, there were some moments that really landed, but overall, I feel like the fact that it was not written by a woman kind of shows. Mm. And this is not to pigeonhole all male writers, but what we wound up with is this incredible cast and great idea with these super underdeveloped characters, which makes me kind of feel like this isn't really an action movie that was meant for me because, you know, I, I love the Marvel movies. I, you know, I love mm. the, the, whatever I watched like WandaVision, a lot of fun. But the thing I always like best personally is not just like watching a woman kick ass. It's, you know, like you want to like learn something about these characters so that you actually want to root for them. And I love what's her name? Karen Gillan. I think she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like very little, motivation to root for her character just because I I felt like I didn't really know her, you know? And like, I I heard that they are already geared up to make uh, a sequel, which I think is great. And I I hope that it kind of focuses more on like us kind of learning who the heck all these women are, because I kind of feel like, especially with that trio of them uh, that they introduced, like it was so cool. And I feel like we, we needed some like, Kill Bill cutaways, like, you know, like, remember how they, like, like, they introduced Lucy Liu's character, like, here yeah. is her backstory, and I would have loved some of that, so I knew who the heck these people are, because the movie <laughs> went on for so long, and I felt like I didn't really know any of them. That's interesting you point that out. Okay, uh, Ernesto, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I kind of liked it. <laughs> it was fun! It was fun! <laughs> like, I got, I got... I got like serious like John Wick vibes from it. Yes. Just from like mm. you know like ooh there's a there's something I have to take care of and you cross the line like now nah, I gotta kick your ass and then it's <laughs> I don't know it's, the fight I thought the fight scenes were really were really good were really good like the bowling alley fight scene when she smashed his knee like that part <laughs> that part made me cringe a little bit. There are certain moments in this movie that I thought did really blended really well like and the, the diner fight. at the end when when it revealed that like they were all the waitresses that fight yes. scene I was like whoo like that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> or even the one in the hospital when she lost control of her arms <laughs> she's that like was ridiculous. she's like trying to take those guys out it was just it was like over the top like like crazy action right. it was good like you know angela bassett when she puts that hook in the guy's mouth and then she just drags him across the floor oh, yeah <laughs> some uh, horrifying images but also like this could that that same scene could have been in a horror movie but yet it yeah. was for like a yeah. comedic action moment. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like you know they get the corny one-liners as they're fighting these guys. Like she just hooks the guy with the chains and just repels down, <laughs> comes down yeah, from the oh. <laughs> just holds him there, and they're just having a conversation. Um, but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Like you know I, I saw what they tried to do there with the the whole mother-daughter relationship, and sure. then she tried to build that similar thing. With the girl whose father she whose father she killed, and she was trying to, I guess, make good for that. When you know, when she's getting ready to kill, she says the same thing that her mom says to her in the diner, um, like, uh, "Close your eyes, baby," and then she starts killing everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I th- I thought it was good. I mean, Karen Gillan, like she 
you know, she's I think she's great in everything she does. Like the right. the cast was there in there, but I do agree with you that the story could have been much. Obviously, the story could have been much stronger. Like we, I would have liked to have known maybe even like a five minute cutaway scene of like them at the library when they were all there together to get a sense of what it was like of their relationship. You get a hint of that in the end when they're trying to when they want to go back to save them, but there's nothing. We we just have like like you know a couple word of mouth like here and there in a scene like like oh you know we were family but like we didn't get to see any of those interactions of what they were before that like as i first like it would have been nice to know that the library was important before she got there she's like oh you're gonna send me to this place i haven't been there in a long time (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay it it, it, it did feel like especially when um i forgot her name um car is it carla uh, her character, Madeline, she was the first librarian that we were introduced when Karen right. Gillian or Karen Gillian came in, and um, and, and feel like that she didn't know her, but she was like, I guess she hadn't seen her since she was a child, so maybe that they, they weren't um, familiar with her. But also, she uh, was Sam Karen Gillian, Gillian's yeah. character's name was Sam. Yeah, so Sam knew where she was. And, and Sam knew who who these people were, but she made it seem like that she didn't want them to know who she was. Yeah, we're and, a San Diego hat. She had going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, which seemed odd because, like, I, I think maybe she was just trying to keep up with like this tough girl uh, persona. It's like I'm, I'm a badass. I don't want you to know anything about who I am. Um, but yeah, I, I do see, I do feel the same way that there was a little bit of backstory that maybe needed to have to actually care for these characters. Because the, the rest of it, the librarians, we didn't really get to see much of uh, up until like the third of the movie. And so, and then and also it, for me, it didn't help that that we were getting cheesy one-liners from yes. everybody. I, I felt like that was a little bit distracting in, in, in the dialogue. And I, I can see how w- when you said that, you know, maybe a female presence behind the scene, or at least a prominent one maybe was not, you know, it, obvious to some degree, because I felt like that they were, the, the, the dialogue was just, I guess just cheesy. It was just, it was just, a, it was just over the top, not saying much dialogue. And we just like, oh, we need to say words to get us to the next action scene. So let's right. just do that. And don't get uh, me wrong. I, I so appreciate a movie that is just women kicking butt. And I, I have female friends who loved it. I just, I think that like, because it, this movie exists now, I wanted them to take it a step further. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. I think that's kind of what my thought process is. And, and even so, like, I, I think Ernesto, I wrote the same thing of how it was, um, it had definitely had um, John Wick vibes. And I do remember not liking the first John Wick at all. I didn't really care for it, except really? for like the act. I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for the first one, I, because I felt like we didn't get much of a story. I, we knew one directive: you hurt his dog, he's gonna hurt you. That was that was the main mission. And other than that, he was just kicking ass for the rest of the movie. So aside from that very little motivation, I didn't really get to know who this character was. And you know, you come back to this one. We didn't even know what was driving her to go. Well, actually, no, we do. She was on the run at that point when she went to the library, or she wanted to, or she was about to be on the run. Doing she had, the she had to job. get rid of. She had to get rid of her guns from shooting that that mob boss's son. 
So she had they no, wanted her right. to switch, give her, get rid of those guns, and they were going to give her new guns. And and I guess that was the only place in 15 years that she could have done that. That was the only choice she had, <laughs> knowing that she doesn't want to be there anymore, or she doesn't want to be known there. So, like, point. you have all these contacts. <laughs> and throughout your 15-year career of, I guess, being an assassin, you've developed all these contacts, but yet he's like, this is the only place I can go now, is the people, the place I don't want to return. Uh, it seemed very strange to me. Right, and, like their um, world building was kind of shallow. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, think, I think that's a very, simply put, Sur- very surface level, yes. <laughs> that was a very long winded way for me to say it. Yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, and then also, and I think what what worked with the rest of the the John Wick movies, which I enjoy now, is that I think in John Wick two we were able to learn more about the secret organization yeah. that was like we got to learn more about the hotel, which was the um, the Continental, and then we got to learn more about the people within it. So with with that, now take that context and put it into this movie. I feel like that I would love to learn more about the library, the librarians, the librarians, the librarians that are, yes, <laughs> they, they are. Um, like, I feel like if we were to get a sequel, let's focus on character building now. Yes. Like, we yeah. we understand that you can be a badass. We, we get that. We saw, um, <laughs> we, we saw we saw all the badass moves, but again, like to Hadassah's point, they didn't mean much when the story was a little bit um, shallow. Um, that being said, uh, it did pre- come across as like a film noir as well. Uh, so like I, I could have easily seen this movie in black and white, and I think it would have worked the same. Of like, that's an interesting, interesting. Okay. Like, you know, her, like, walking into the bar, like, hey, see, I got a mission for you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, don't, don't look at me. I got this hat on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, do you have any, um, as, as far as the ridiculous action goes, Hadas, do you have any one of your favorite action scenes within there? Because I feel like there's a lot to choose from. Um, definitely the diner one the, at the mm-hmm. end. And I, I love the, the library as a set. Like, I, I feel like that was the, one of the coolest parts of the movie. But there were just all the, I don't know, there were weird moments. Like, there was one moment where <laughs> all of these guys who they were fighting were kicking Sam. And it's like, why are they kicking her? They have guns. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the, most, like the, the fight that felt the most high stakes, I would say probably in the whole movie, was that one with Carla Cugino's character. And, oh. like, you know, it, again, it was like, like she's arguably like kind of a tertiary character, and it's like, why did they, why did this, they relegate this to her when we barely know anything about her? So I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, just parts of it in that sense with the fight scenes, I found a little tough to swallow, but, uh, but I, I thought the diner one at the end was pretty cool. Other than I, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just taking too, like, too much of a magnifying glass to everything here, but <laughs> wasn't the whole thing with the diner that they would go there? Because they would make them leave their guns at the front. So yeah, like, she, she used the term "Can I lighten your load?" And I was like, right. we could have, we could have rephrased <laughs> that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Any other right. sentence would have been better. <laughs> and so then I then I look at that that diner fight scene at the end, and I'm like, what did they like pass these waitresses a note that said like, let us come in with our guns? And they said, okay. All right. <laughs> like, like I just there were just some weird. I don't even want to call them plot holes, but there were some moments where I probably just, 
questioned what was going on a little more closely than I needed to. Like, I feel like if you, if I took like a bird's eye view of this movie, I feel like I would have liked it a lot more. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing a much more like in-depth sequel that kind of, I don't know, focuses a little more on like exposition instead of just like <laughs> I have mommy issues and I fight people. You know? <laughs> Let's not reduce it to that. Certainly, <laughs> certainly. It was it that was, was fun. there though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you bring up a really good point. So question for you, would you watch uh, uh, a second if they made a part two, would you watch it? I would. If they you know if that cast signed on to do a second one, I I, I would, you know it I, I just feel like there's there was a lot that should have been said with the first one, but if they say it in the second one, I think I could probably look back at the first with maybe a little more appreciation, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. What, what what do you think of the the other action set piece? With to me, I think one of the more ridiculous moments in this movie is when her hands were paralyzed. Yep, the hospital and scene. Right. The hospital scene, and and she, and like also paired with the little girl. And I want to talk to her. I want to talk about her a little bit. But starting basically with the whole okay, her hands are paralyzed, and it looks like the doctor had an in on it, or like, hey, if you don't kill me, I'll paralyze her arms, and then decided to run away after that, like under the table, and then there's these guys, (laughs) yeah, he could have just left, many opportunities to leave. Right, yeah. (laughs) And and then, like, we have these, like, um, what what do you call these henchmen, who for some reason wanted laughing, like, they got laughing gas, so, so, and then, they're idiots. So now they, were, the, they were just the, drugged up. <laughs> they just wanted to do drugs, obviously. And so now they're like creepily laughing down the hallway very slowly because they got bruised from her fighting, for her injuring them in the, in, earlier in the film. And then now she's taped to a, a desk chair with her, literally she's just like flapping her arms around and hopefully makes the shot as far I don't know. Ernesto, what are your thoughts on that? I, I thought it was a little bit ridiculous in my opinion. But I think that was I think that was the whole point was that like, well, I mean, how boring would it have been if it was just like a regular like they could have done like a super serious, you know, fight scene. But it, that was not their angle at all. So they went right. the complete no. other direction, but and gave her an, an actually I like that they gave her a hindrance. So it wasn't just a, like a regular just shoot them up. Like, okay, well, what if you don't have your arms? Like, what are you going to do? So she taped yeah. a knife to her hand <laughs> and a gun in the other hand. But it made for it. To me, that's what made for like a really interesting fight scene. Like her swinging the gun around, getting the knife stuck in the guy's neck and like watching her struggle. Oh, watching her struggle to like <laughs> pull the knife out. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I, I thought I thought that was pretty. I thought that was good. I, like to it me, was that purposefully was one of the a parts. little cartoony. Yes, 100 percent. Like, I mean, they, they were they laughing walking down the aisle. It's like, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to walk again. Right. <laughs> she smashed my knee. When the giant tooth fell on his head. Like, oh. Oh. <laughs> Also, I don't, I don't understand the tooth either. Like, he's a doctor for all things, right? He's not just a dentist. He's not a dentist. Right? He's not yeah, a dentist at all. <laughs> I didn't even really think about that. Like, why would he just have a tooth? <laughs> right here, a big-ass tooth on the desk. Is that even a clipboard? Where do people sign in? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just there ringing the bell. Is that Excuse even a bell? me. Like, yeah, there's just not knock even a bell. on the tooth. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's where the guns were hiding, right? That's, that's where the yes. guns were. Yeah, like you gotta like like in another for other uh, term, lighten your load in the tooth, oh, and geez. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think about the little girl in, in this whole movie? Because oh, my personal so opinion, yeah, I, I thought she was definitely one of the better parts of the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. A- and like she f- was appeared like she wasn't phased by much at all, which I don't like. Again, where backstory would have been very nice here of like why, uh, as you are seeing a lot of people getting killed, you were just kidnapped and you just found out your dad died. Like, you are taking all of this very well, and then not but a few scenes later, you're in the middle of an action scene learning kind of how to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that brings a really good point. Like, couldn't we have gotten a five-minute scene somewhere in the beginning of the movie that shows the dad working at the for- at the firm, like, stealing the money, and possibly, mm-hmm. like, literally could have been stealing the money and at work talking to his daughter on the phone about, you know, just about whatever. It could have been about literally, it could have been about them being together. They're, it's only them. And we would have gotten all that we needed to know about them right. before that point. I felt like we would have cared about him dying a little bit more. Than when he did die, and they didn't even really show it. Like, did he get beat up? There was just a sheet with blood all over it. So I'm assuming he, the guys went in there and killed him. But I, I don't know. I, I assume that he just died from her wounds, or like, right. yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's she, she shot him. Out. Yeah, he bled out. Yeah, I, I think because like the other guys didn't know that he was there. The the they doctor just said, there. "Oh, are they did." Yeah, at the end they were like, "Oh, the guy in the other room just got has similar injuries from a woman like you guys." Well, yeah, yeah the doctor knew, but not the other guys. Oh, it was under okay. uh, maybe uh, I, uh, I got the until, that until they the knew. doctor. I, I didn't figure they knew until the doctor told them that there was another guy in the other room who had similar injuries or you know got also quote unquote beat up by a girl. Um, but yeah, I just felt like that. Be, I like. It almost felt like she didn't care about her dad dying. I know that they maybe preference that there was a um, like he was never there aspect to it all, or he was always working, and we didn't really understand why he stole the money in the first place. I might have missed that, but I I don't remember what his motive was to steal the money either. Well, he was being or threatened was... by those four guys, but we don't know why they we don't know why they asked him to steal the money or like why they kidnapped right. his daughter. Like none of that we knew. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of a theme personally in watching this movie. There were just a lot of points where I was kind of like, wait, so why? I don't know. Okay, I guess we just kind of take it and keep going. (laughs) Okay, let's just move on. Taking that face value. Just going to take it and move on. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also, uh, Adas, I'll go this to you. Going back to the the driving scene with them in the parking lot, what did you think about Mm -hmm. that? Honestly, the thing that bothered me the most about that was that they kept showing, like, all these bullets just, like, bouncing off the windshield. (laughs) Like, how bulletproof is this car? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they, like... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you're right. No, no, go ahead. You're absolutely right on that. I I was going to say, you know, we kind of got the same thing, too, in the library when they were hiding behind, like, a, it was like a, I don't know, like a shelf or something, and you see all these bullet holes, and they're hiding behind the shelf, but somehow they didn't get hit by any of these bullets, and it's just, I don't know. But, yeah, that was kind of the thing that that stood out to me the most in the the car scene, and uh, I don't know. She she seemed uh, very adept at uh, the use of (laughs) She could cut those corners really well. Right? I, like, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hard left. Like, just a, a natural, amazing driver. 
<laughs> because because it was alluded like just right before like at least the beginning of that scene it was like okay now right okay now left now put it in park now put it in reverse now put it in drive she's like i got it and like two seconds later like now i'm a master driver right. now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess she does have it okay yeah. <laughs> go girl and, like, and, <laughs> how much work was uh, sam actually doing with the foot pedals like like because you Typically, when you're driving, you're timing yourself of when you turn the wheel and mm. when when you're putting your foot on the gas or on the brake. So I can't imagine that that was all well-timed <laughs> choreography. Exactly. Um, for her to just learn that. I don't, for some reason, I was kind of bothered by it. But again, I'll, even the, with the scene before, all of this is made for some sort of inter- uh, entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be probably thinking about it too hard, but... I think the point, at least of all of this dissecting it, is that if if the story is distracting you from enjoying the action, then obviously there is a problem yeah. with with the story. Well said. It keeps pulling you out. Right. And if it keeps pulling me out, then like, okay, then I can't – like, if it pulled me out in one scene, then now I'm overcritical about the next one because it pulled me out the first time. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so I, I feel like there was like a running theme with that that I kept – like, also, I would have lo- loved to learn more about this library. Like, is it actually a fully functional library during the day? <laughs> Do children just go in there and all of a sudden, like, oh, <laughs> right. that's There's not. Gun in here. <laughs> this isn't supposed to be in this book. <laughs> There's no words in this book, but there's a gun in here. <laughs> there's a gun. This one just has bullets. This is, <laughs> this is this not what I expected brick. from Little Women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But also, also uh, uh, to the to the writing, they chose specifically like um, like strong female books to put the guns in, which so, I appreciated. Uh, I thought that was a yes. nice little touch. Mm. But I don't know. Again, are all the books like this? Are there other like there are there actually books in here? I think there was a joke in there that they put in. There was a small book that she said. I forgot what it was. It's a popular title. I forgot what it was. And she like threw it on there. And then the other women looked at her. And she's like, oh, in, in case you wanted to read it. Like oh, it was right, an actual yeah. book. It, it wasn't like uh, <laughs> anything else. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so overall, your your uh, you know closing thoughts to us. What like your overall thoughts of it? You know, I I think that the the thing that I kind of stand by the most is that if you don't overthink it you can just kind of enjoy it with this movie and i would love for if the sequel does happen i would love for the sequel to present enough plot wise and in terms of character development that we do have to really think about it and kind of like Mm. consider how we actually feel about things and maybe make it not so black and white and not so just you know here are just women kicking butt um so i i appreciate it for you know just presenting that you know just kind of face value i appreciate a cast led by strong women very cool but i wanted it to be better mm, okay ernesto so i'm kind of in the same boat i did it i, I did enjoy it i thought it was i thought it was pretty good i thought some of the action was good um if they do do a second one i would like how hard is it would, would it be to hire even a co-writer that's a female just to get mm-hmm. just a, a more balanced like if you're doing a female-led thing it would have been nice to have a balanced perspective but sure. it was and good i they... do go ahead sorry, sorry no no go ahead i, I was, was just gonna, gonna say, say I... you know they 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 might have 
uncredited female writers, but when you go that's on true. IMDb, it just has Those two men, two. <clears throat> and yeah. that's it. But I'm so sorry. I yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're fine. I was just gonna say that that same very same thing. Like I just want if they do a sequel, I just want I want more. Like give give us more backstory on this world. Like I'm okay with over the, shut your brain off you know, over the top action because mm-hmm. they made it very apparent that that's what this film and this world is about. <laughs> like yes. there, there was no, like, because every now and then you'll get a movie that kind of like floats in between that like tries to be serious, but you can very well tell that it's, it's not that, you know, they're trying to be something that they're not this movie. Like it, for what it's worth, it definitely knew what it was and it just went, you know, you know, to, you know, it went, it went extremely in that direction. I was going to say balls to the walls, but that's probably not the best analogy to use. <laughs> Especially not for this movie. Like though. I was saying, I was like, that's like the only thing I can think of that makes sense, but I don't think that's the right term. On but... behalf of women everywhere, I give you permission to use okay. that for this case. <laughs> we all decided that it's okay. We just okay. had a meeting. Thank it you. was quick. Thank you. The council has convened. <laughs> <laughs> uh what about you Matt? um yeah you know I, I i kind of on the on the same boat with every with everybody here like especially at the end of the movie they definitely feel like that sam and the other women are gonna well they kind of rode off into the sunset with in the in the hippie van um <laughs> but they they also are like it looks like we have an apprentice with the little girl as well so like she looks like she's gonna be I guess she's okay of killing people. I honestly have no idea what her morals are. Um but she doesn't but have a choice. It looks, she doesn't have a choice, yeah. Right. She's like, You guys are family now, so I guess we're gonna kill people for a living. Yeah. Um but then like it does feel like that we're going for a like these women are now gonna go after an all male dominated organization because they're not treating you know, they're just bad people. And so if that's the angle that we're going for in the future we got to have a little bit of better story to get us there. And so like, I I'm kind of relating this to John wick a little bit that I think in like in the first film and much like this one, they presented a, um, an interesting world with a lot of great ideas and like a lot of great characters, but we just didn't learn enough about them for me to care. So when it comes to the sequel, maybe that backstory can come in and now, and then also maybe a little bit of a better story then then at that point if we can just do just that little bit then the off the you know off the walls crazy action uh would then be more entertaining because i'm not pulled out of the story yeah so yeah uh but other other than that like i did i did enjoy it like i wasn't bored because of everything that was put on the screen like it was definitely like like it kind of started you off very actually i don't remember how the movie started it was like i think she was saying something and then, like, she opened the door, and then all those men were about to kill her, and then she... We didn't see that action scene happen, um, but we assumed that... Yeah, that's right, that's how the movie started. But yeah, um, so it was kind of like nonstop action for the most part. So other than that, like, I, I can appreciate it for keeping me entertained throughout the whole almost two hours of this movie. Um, but yeah, I think, to, to your point, uh, we, we can do better, so if a sequel's in the horizon... Just, you know, just think about the story just a little bit. Maybe, like, spend an extra week or something. Like, an extra two weeks on... on... Just go over it one more time. (laughs) One more time. Like, if you read a cheesy one-liner, maybe take that out and put, like, a serious dialogue, you know, or, like, a right moment in there. It would... We're not asking for much. Not, not for much. Right. Just a little bit. Just a few here. Just a little just a character here. development. Just a little. Yeah. yeah. Just, just a tiny bit. Uh, so there you go. That's our spoiler review on Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, it's available to watch on Netflix. Uh, 
Um, and with that, Hadas, we're going to uh, send the conversation over to you. So we teased earlier in the show that uh, you kind of went through like I, I almost to say like maybe a life change. A big life like, change. Yeah. <laughs> a big life change. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so a lot. Last time we spoke with you, you were a local reporter here in uh, in, in Orlando, and now you are living in New York, and you are no longer reporting. So it kind of goes with that process of like – because typically if you move to another city, you move with your job, but now you decide to do something else. So what happened? Like what, what was the thought process of all here? Uh, I also want to say real quick – uh, if you start hearing some howling in the background, my dog is starting to get angry that I'm not devoting my full attention to her right now. <laughs> so also, if I've been making some wild gestures, that's me trying to signal to her, just come up here and sit and chill out. Um, I, I, I feel like dogs don't like the podcast. Like we're, just, <laughs> we're, just, we're just taking their owners. Yeah. And like, Give me my like, human back. <laughs> yeah, what are you like doing, we don't even have something binges? on the TV right now. Like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you looking doing? at? Um, but I, yeah, so I, oh man, I, I feel like a lot of us in the pandemic just kind of started considering how short life is and taking a look around and thinking, am I, am I really going after my dreams here? And for me, the answer was no. Um, I, you know, for much of my life, my dream was to be an actress and I loved reporting. It was such a wonderful chapter of my life, but you know, when you have a lot of extra time to think because the world is shut down, you kind of start mentally strategizing a little bit, you know, well, if I, if I could do this, how would I do it? And uh, the right opportunity came along for my fiance and I to move to New York. And so since we were kind of planning to move, I applied to an acting intensive and I got in. So I did that for uh, five weeks when we moved here, and now I'm just kind of in the trying to make being a working actress thing happen. And uh, I did already have uh, one gig as a background character on a set, so that was oh, pretty cool. Yeah, I can't talk awesome. about the project, but it was a very fun day. Um, awesome. I, have nice. a, I did an audition for something as well that I'm waiting to hear back about and just kind of... Uh, strategizing, putting all the pieces into place to try to make this new career happen. Like I just got some new headshots last week and it's I saw they look very interesting. Nice. Oh, hold yes. on. My laptop just warned me it's about to die. No, see, <laughs> you see that this is a great time to remind, you know, we, this is a common thing that happens here on the show. It's okay. Uh, it's, it's okay. Like yeah, the laptops shit. are definitely, Technology. <laughs> now, now here's a brief pause for technology. All right, you guys got me. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It happens. Uh, it's been interesting, kind of going from a, a career where everything, you know, we map things out in two or three year increments in news because of our contracts. So it's very interesting going from that to kind of starting from scratch with something and it's been exciting and it's a different kind of every day is different than it is in news uh and it's been good so far <laughs> you know it uh it it feels good to kind of be going after a dream that has been in the back of my head for so long and it's terrifying but it's good yeah. I can imagine. So it's it, so. It, when did this? Did, when was this dream 
like how long ago that was this wanted to be a dream and then how did that dream turn into reporting uh honestly pretty much my whole life the plan was to go after acting dreams in some form it, you know when i was younger it was oh i want to be on broadway and then i took some film acting courses and it was just kidding i love this so the film it is movies tv let's make it happen and then i kind of in high school uh, looked around at my classmates in theater and said to myself i'm not as good as they are you know i i shouldn't bother because i'm i'm not at the level that they are and uh kind of considered my other options and i had a great english teacher uh who after i uh, gave a presentation which i think was on the great gatsby in 11th grade um uh, said to me you are really good at presenting you're really good at writing if this is something that you could see yourself being interested in you should go after it and i did and i loved it i you know i absolutely loved it uh but i really looking back see that i kind of put dreams to the side out of fear and self-doubting and of course you know we all have those tendencies but after what a monster 2020 was i'm like what good are they you know i i have to try <laughs> And, and trying you are. And so I, I just find this this interesting because I'm sure a lot of people during the pandemic had the same thoughts of like, you know, especially when they're sitting at home and either filing for unemployment or, or um, like many opportunities here, just like kind of like this is a great time to to think about what I what can I possibly do next? Uh, how how uh, either nervous or scared with you to kind of make that plunge because I'm sure it wasn't an easy one to be like I have this career I you know I fought for this career I worked my way up to be where I am in the news industry to now only be like you know what I'm either going to take a brief pause or I'm just going to go for it and kind of like don't know what's going to happen next so like when was the moment when you feel like this is what I need to do and like I need to like put this aside for now honestly I don't know what the exact moment was um because there was a period of time uh, where I was looking into uh, gigs in, in PR, in public relations, uh, first in Orlando and then in New York after we kind of had the light bulb moment of, uh, well, I'm, I'm from Westchester originally, which is like a half hour outside New York City. And my fiance is from kind of the same area, uh, but actually, you know, lived in Manhattan for eight years before he moved to Orlando. Uh, so for us, it was kind of like a, let's make this homecoming happen sort of feeling, I guess. Um, and I, so I, I don't know what the exact moment was that I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go after the acting thing and try to give it my full attention. Um, but you know, it, it was terrifying <laughs> to take the leap. Um, I, you know, I, I've been lucky that I, I saved really hard and uh, I've been doing just kind of online writing tutoring so still kind of using those skills uh, to make some extra money in the meantime and uh, yeah just kind of taking everything day by day and we'll see how it goes but it's it's been exciting it's been fun to kind of use those skills again because I, I very much sort of put it all to the side for a good decade um, Wow yeah. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I mean, we, I mean, I, I commend you. Like that's, it's not, a, it's not an easy thing to shift careers like that. I mean, when I let, I mean, I left Disney, I was a restaurant manager there for almost 10 years and I had mm -hmm. to walk up to my ops manager and tell him that I didn't, that I was stepping down. So, I mean, I can, 
I I'm, I I totally I'm with you mentally here. Like it's I mean obviously it's not as hard as you being becoming an actress because that's that's a total beast in itself. And <laughs> I think you you're you have a you have a very charming personality. So I think I I see you going Thank very you. far. Thank you. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope so too. I, I mean I I see it. So I mean I hope so. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. Is uh, what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. It means a lot. Um, what were some of the things that you, you know, and when you were earlier, so almost a decade ago, that you learned then mm-hmm. that either still apply today, or because you said you took like a five-week course, right? I did. Yeah, from uh, like early July to early August. That's okay, so like, were were, mm-hmm. were some of the things that you learned? within those five weeks similar to what you learned a decade ago or was this like all brand new material or were you able to take some of that knowledge from back then and bring it to today like um i i think that because it it's you know it's kind of tough for me to answer so the program that i did uh was through atlantic theater company and they very much have a very specific philosophy on acting that kind of mm. dips into um like some what ifs in your life and trying to like pull feelings from those what ifs so that you can like feel the how high the stakes are of the scene that you're going into and then just kind of naturally put yourself into those stakes and then everything kind of sort of comes very organically from there uh so it's a very it's it's a sort of philosophy of acting where they want you to sort of be be pushing it as little as possible. They want you to really be mm. taking it from somewhere just supernatural. Um, and so it's tough for me to say if it's similar to what I used to do. I will say it was, you know, riding a bike theory sort of applies here. You know, mm. I, I hadn't done it for a very long time. I definitely did kind of have to shake some of the dust off. Mm. Um, but it wasn't as difficult to get back into it as I expected, um, okay. which was nice. It, well, the first couple of weeks were tough, uh, simply because I came to it with a lot of nerves because my program had, you know, really varying degrees of experience among everybody. Like there were there were a couple other people who were in the same boat that I was, who had, you know, a corporate careers, a, a lawyer career, like what you know, whatever. Just these very established careers that they decided to leave uh, to pursue their dreams. And then on the other hand, we had, you know, kids who were in the middle of their or like the very end of their college programs, just living, eating and breathing theater all the time. Um, So I was very intimidated going in and kind of had (laughs) to. Yeah, I I had to shake that off. Uh, But once I did, it did kind of just feel like going back to something that I had so much familiarity with and at the same time approaching it from a way that. was just kind of very workable and practical and applicable where I, I do feel like I can now take what I worked on for those five weeks and it's not like something that's going to go away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you, were you able to take your many years in the news industry and kind of apply it in a certain way to now your new form career? Yes and no, uh, because right. it, it's been interesting for me to have to kind of shake off um, some of, you know, just being a reporter, you're so used to having to kind of present a very friendly front all the time, uh, because mm-hmm. if you're running into people out in the field, even if they're being nasty to you, you just kind of have to be polite and move on. 
And uh, breaking through that kind of veneer of politeness was definitely a journey for me. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, I, I learned so much about um, just kind of being articulate and being used to just kind of being in front of, I guess, kind of more of a, a metaphorical crowd in news because it's really just like me and Ricky and the camera. <laughs> um, hey, Ricky, how's it going? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ricky and Jerry. I spent so many early mornings with them. Bless them both. Um, so it, I definitely, I think I took some of like the the performance poise that I had to learn in news and then at the same time had to shed some of that in order to like be able to really come from a place of vulnerability and honesty and it, it was a journey guys let me tell you <laughs> it really was. Uh, I know you can't talk about the project that you were on but like at least how you felt about it was it did you feel nice to like go on a set and be like all right I did the program I, I got a call I'm doing a thing now let's let's get this moving yeah, it, it felt fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was floored that I booked it and uh, I had more of a role than I expected and okay. it was really fun and it was it's a you know a, a piece that doesn't take place in current day. So we had some very stylized costume pieces and uh, it was just it was a really fun experience. <laughs> it, it was pretty awesome. Well, hopefully when uh, you can well, share it, you'll let us know so that we can... Oh, I will. And hopefully or... <laughs> my footage doesn't hit the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to see it. Um, there's... Um, I, I, did, I couldn't help but to notice on one of your social media posts that you had to do, like, impressions. And oh, so yeah. I saw yeah, <laughs> I saw your um your uh, uh Zoe Deschanel impression. It was which my was Jessica pretty, Day. Yeah, Jessica, which is pretty good. I have to say, like you, you you put on the glasses and everything to get into character, and I was like, no, that, that's pretty. That's that's a pretty solid because you said you had to work on getting the the nasal. At, right. Like, you had to get nasally with it, right? Yes. So it was uh, for our speech class, uh, which was really just kind of all focused on like how to make an accent and like how to make your voice profoundly different in order to like very honestly and genuinely portray a character who is different from you. Um, so for our last class, it was just a 90 minute like structured improvisational exercise basically where everyone came in as their character. And a lot of people chose like British accents or Southern accents. And I was very nervous to do that. <laughs> so I chose what I thought would be a character that a lot of people would recognize. So it would be able to, like, it would be easy for me to gauge, you know, did I nail it or not? And out of our whole class, I think only like two people watched New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> but those two people assured me that I did great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I thought a lot of people were going to get this, but it's fine. It's fine. No, it's I, right. yeah, I know like, it's it cool. It's cool. <laughs> you guys just don't know. God, go watch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everyone you're, should you're have not, watched New not, Girl. At this point, like, it's a, it's a popular show on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> you should be on it. <laughs> on Netflix, um, very bingeable. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's a very easy watch. Did you watch uh, New Girl, Ernesto? I've watched uh, most of like the earlier seasons. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Not, I think I, I, I think I dropped off. It. I think I dropped off when uh, Megan Fox came on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. No. I actually didn't mind that 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 little brief moment of it because I think she added. She wasn't trying to be Jessica Day, but she was. 
like I don't think she was she felt it felt odd her being there in the first place, but yeah. I think that she presented a very interesting dynamic with the rest of the guys until she then left and like all right let's get back to regularly scheduled programming right here. like okay zoe's <laughs> back from maternity leave we can pick yeah. up where we left off <laughs> like honestly like they could <laughs> yeah this is, honestly they didn't need megan fox to be in there they they they're probably the episodes could have just been with the guys in the first place yeah they like all and three of them were so funny you know or, or mm-hmm. i think i was i think coach was back by that point too so four of them Oh yeah, yeah. Coach might have been back, and like wasn't um uh, I forgot her name already. Um, it was Cece. it was CC. Yes, wasn't she living with Schmidt at that point too? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and it so was they, like it was just like a, a small. To work with. I like, exactly. I think we could have definitely. I, they could have easily made a spinoff. No, nonetheless, on that show as yeah. well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, with with all of this, you know, you know, with this new career path, it, what what do you kind of hope to 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 get from this you know i'm sure big things obviously we want big things from you but i guess like the next step is like where where do you kind of want to see the progression go and hopefully it can become um the next step i would say would just kind of be making the workflow consistent mm-hmm. uh which and i know i kind of what the next kind of micro steps are that i have to do in order to kind of step it up and get the career there. Uh, the ultimate goal is really just kind of anything in film and TV, you know, like I, I've just always loved movies and television as you guys do too, of course. And mm-hmm. I've always just kind of wanted to be in there. Like, I, I think it's, it's always been kind of a thing where I've watched a show and thought about how I would portray that character. Um, so, you know, who knows how the small scale, big scale things will go. As long as I'm working, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any uh, Do you have any plans on possibly like writing or something later? Because I, I mean, you you've written for you've written for news. Like you just like just when as we're talking about the movie, like it just seems like you have like a writer's eye oh, or a writer's ear. You. However, you know, like you, <laughs> no, but just like the way you add, just like the way you analyze certain certain things. Uh, maybe eventually, um, I. You know, I I never took, like, screenwriting courses. I always wanted to and never did and always kind of regretted not doing it because I know that it's kind of – it's very particular. You know what I mean? Like, you either kind of – you know how to do it or you don't. And I've I've written fiction before, just kind of, like, novel style just for fun, but uh, I've always been too intimidated to kind of tackle the the screenwriting genre. Um, But I'm also – I you know, I I did – so much writing and news that my brain just really felt zapped a lot of the time. And I feel like I'm still kind of working to get back mm. to that level of non-work creativity that I used to have before, you know, our brains all turned to mush because we just watch Netflix all day when we're done with work, you know? Um, <laughs> so I kind of feel like I'm still working up to, you know, refostering that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Long story short, um, I would say maybe someday, but for now, uh, you know, just trying to focus on making the acting happen and earn money in the meantime. <laughs> oh, I'll be looking out for written and directed by Hadass. Uh. <laughs> Hadass, like, I'm just trying to get that paycheck, y'all. Yeah. Right? Pretty much, I'm like, you know, creativity's great, and uh, working a bunch of side gigs in the meantime is great too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, th- 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 this was not an easy decision, I can imagine. Do you have any advice for anybody who are maybe thinking about a career pay- or path or a career change, rather? And, like, you know, some advice that you can give of, like, you know what? There's there's one thing that, you know, you can do to just take the plunge and do it. I would say I think that for a lot of people, the toughest thing is being honest with yourself, uh, you know, and and admitting to yourself when something isn't serving you the way that you want it to. Uh, and I, I do think that was the toughest thing for me. Uh, my my fiance and, I, and he likes it, it. You know, his name is John. I keep saying my fiance. It's so long. His name is John. Uh, <laughs> so when we we lived in uh, an apartment building in Mills and when we moved in, we he he says that he was playing the long con with me and always wanted to move back to New York. But as far as I was aware, we were moving into Mills because the next step was going to be uh, finding a house in the neighborhood. But, you know, once we kind of established, OK, we can live well together. Um, but it, it took a lot for me to kind of look around at the situation uh, in Orlando, in news, uh, me just not acting and finally arrived to that place where I could be honest with myself enough to say, you know, it, life is too short for me to not make this change. Um, and I miss Orlando. I love it. We had, <laughs> I had such a nice time there and I met so many awesome people like you guys. And I was hey. so lucky to cover so many, you know, big deal stories and fun stories before COVID. <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful five years, which is why it was so hard for me to realize that there had to be other things for me out there. Uh, so Biggest piece of advice I would say to anyone is just, you know, be honest with yourself about what you want. I, I think that that's great advice, and also I'm sure the not waking up early is a nice change of pace for for you, oh, especially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's I am the biggest oh. wimp now. I am such a wimp with sleep. Like we, I, I you know, I, I had to wake up at uh, I don't know, like six something the the day of the the shoot that I was doing and I was like really nervous about waking up that early to see you know? <laughs> like, like am I gonna be okay yes I'm fine I can wake up early still uh but yeah I love sleep now but I don't want to yeah, rub that into imagine. you guys I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you know oh we know like you know especially when you know when we go on vacation like oh my god this this is what sleep is you you wake you go to bed and there's no alarm and you wake up whenever your body tells you to. This is amazing. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's so easy to fall back into normal sleep. 100%. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's so ridiculous. And then obviously on, on the other side of this is like like you can get a groove into waking up early and going to bed early. That that's fine. But like when you don't have to Man, it there's a difference in, in yeah. like in <laughs> there like when you know you it's don't have true. to wake up the next morning, you're like it's it's great, but it's 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 so much harder to to get back into it when you've been out of it for a while. Um especially like you know, I, I was just gone for a week and like on the, the first day back, I said forget it. Like I can't I'm not even gonna try to go to bed early. I'm like wide awake. <laughs> you end up getting like you almost get to the point where like okay I had three hours last night I'm just gonna give myself to the point of exhaustion and then I'm gonna pass out <laughs> pass out after embrace that. and appreciate those three hours for what they were exactly yeah, exactly Save her every last minute <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna take a nap I'm just gonna pass out whenever I feel like it at the end of the day yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Hadass, thank you very much for coming back on to the show and, and discussing your career change as well as coming back and talking more movies with us. 
thank you guys for having me on. It's so much fun. Good to talk with you both. And, you know, Hopefully if you want me back again, I'll come back again. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Got, got her locked in. That, She's coming back. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> that's all I needed. Done. <laughs> <laughs> also, we, we can't leave without saying congratulations in your engagement. I know. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm sure that you were in the, the wedding planning process as well as a career change, which I'm sure that's not as easy yeah. to do yeah. all at once. It's, it's not a lot at once. No, not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the meme with the dog with the coffee cup and the whole office is on fire and this is. Everything's yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything this is fine. <laughs> uh, oh, we do appreciate you coming on. If uh, if you want to, um, uh, what's your social media channel so people can follow you? Uh, the one that I'm most consistent with right now is my Instagram, which is hadas.brown. I do still have my uh, Facebook and Twitter pages if anybody wants to follow those. Uh, it's uh, Hadas Brown on Facebook and on Twitter. It's Hadass Brown, all one word. All one word. And yeah. and you get more fun stuff like her Jessica Day impressions, which was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and I think that is all the show we have for you guys this week. Um, as always, if you want more from us, Adas can attest to this. You can find us on social media, uh, on our Instagram page at boxoffice underscore bingers. Every Monday, I know Hadas is there. I see it. She's there every Monday to do a movie show on Mondays. <laughs> on the polls, yes, she is, and I very much appreciate. It. I know. I think a couple months ago we did um, uh, the musicals, and you said you really enjoyed that one. Oh, that was um, the best one, my favorite. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think this more recently. Well, by the time this episode's out, it's going to be done already. But uh, I think we're doing Nicole Kidman this week because uh, mm-hmm. of her new show out. So, so yeah, every every Wednesday we recognize the music behind the movie, and every Friday we tell you what's new to streaming. So. When the weekend comes around, you can't be like, I don't know what to watch. Well, if you follow box office bingers, you'll, you'll, you'll find something at the very least. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and on TikTok at box office bingers. Um, Ernesto, next week, we're doing another double feature. Double feature. We are, we are getting, in, we're getting foreign film of the month as well as our, um, our movie of the week, which is, uh, we're going back to the land of Marvel. And we are going to be reviewing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Hadass, I know you're a Marvel fan. I, I'll have to watch it. I don't even know. Do they have it up on the... What do they have it up on? Or is it only in theaters? Because I'm not doing theaters yet. It's, it's, this, this time it's only going to be in theaters for oh, wow. now. I'll have to wait for um, it. But, but did, you said are, you, you're a big Marvel fan. I'm, I'm a moderate Marvel fan. Like I mm. love Marvel. Okay. But I, I would say I've seen probably like... I don't know, more than three quarters of them. I haven't seen every single one. I haven't watched Loki yet, but I've seen the vast majority of them. Okay, all right, fair enough. So we're going to be diving into that. Loki's a good show. You got to, I know know WandaVision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know you said you enjoyed WandaVision as well. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I'll have to put Loki on the list. Uh, Definitely do that, and then eventually get to Black Widow. I think you might actually enjoy Black Widow as well as being as being like a, a solo her her solo film as well. Uh, but then and then compared to uh, Shang Chi Legend of the Ten Rings, we're also going to be reviewing which a movie I have never seen before. But as our foreign film of the month, we're going to be diving into Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Did I say that? Yes, you did. I think oh. I said that right. Um, 
And uh, this film inspired the directors of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So we're going to dive into our foreign film and see what inspired the director, as well as review the movie and see if we can hit up maybe some similarities or um, or maybe there's none. I'm sure there's, there's a whole bunch, but I'm sure we're going to dive into that conversation uh, next week. So be sure to come back for that. Hadas, again, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate coming back onto the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, and for that, uh, thank you for listening. I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben Ernesto Santos. See ya.